0: Yeah, it was really neat because I pushed my body farther than I could do. Um, So I set up different goals throughout that time frame, like handstand walk for a certain distance, Um, unbroken every time. And then, you know, snatch was, we had a max snatch and had a goal and I, you know, wanted to hit that goal. And so it was like really, it was neat seeing what I could do when I really was fully committed 100%, like eating, training, everything, sleeping, everything was done by the book. And it was really neat to see how far I could go. In the experience, I mean, going to regionals was so neat, like when I went to the Athlete Village, I'm like, why am I in here, (laughs) you know?
1: Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Beth Dowler joins me on the podcast today. You're going to love hearing her story. She's just come on board as a part of our coaching staff and will be joining us as a personal trainer. But today you're going to hear about her fitness journey. It's going to inspire you and motivate you and yours. Enjoy.
0: Hi, my name's Beth Dallarn. I'm 38 years old. I have three kids um, with my husband, Brady. We've been married for 13 years. And we have Addison, who's 12, Ryan, who's 12, and Cambry's 11. And we've been in College Station for about three years, and we came from San Antonio.
1: Thank you for coming on the show, Beth. Thank you. Uh, It's great having you. Okay, so let's start with why you guys moved to College Station.
0: Okay, so my husband, he does... um, land work so basically they're trying to put a high-speed rail from Houston to Dallas and we're on that project so it's a it's a lengthy project so yeah right
1: here. and so when you came um, did you already I uh, knew you'd been doing CrossFit at another gym in San Antonio right. did you start away right when you moved here at CrossFit or
0: we did because Brady moved here probably maybe four months before us and so he kind of he checked out different gyms while he was here and so then when he came here, we just joined this gym because he felt like this was a good fit for yeah. us. So.
1: Was he already working out here when you moved here?
0: He was. Okay. I believe so. I
1: thought so. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, that was 2016, 15?
0: 16. 16. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. So let's start with, um, I, you know, there's a few pieces of that I want to talk about today. I, you know, I know you competed regionals, which I think is really <laughs> cool. I want to talk about that. Um, but I also... Did you do gymnastics when you were a kid, or do you have any gymnastics background?
0: So everybody always thinks I do, but I did cheerleading growing up, okay. and then I did. Um, I coached gymnastics all through college, so I kind of know like the fundamentals of body awareness and. Yeah. But mainly just coaching it, and then tumbling. Did so. you do
1: any other sports growing up?
0: No, no. So, so if you, were you, can, you... If you hand me a ball, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: were you athletic? Were you like cheers? Very much yeah. like a sport, but. What was your physical fitness like, I guess, growing up in, in grade school and high school?
0: Yeah, so when I was really little, I was just really active, um, but I didn't do any sports. So always outside till the lights came on, just really active all the time. And then in high school, I did um, cheerleading, and it was really competitive where we live. So. I was really good at tumbling and just body awareness, and I picked up those skills really fast. So.
1: And then when did you kind of really start working out for your own personal fitness benefit?
0: So probably right after I went to college, um, I was always roughly like the same size, but then when I stopped doing cheerleading, I like, got really thin because I lost all that muscle, mm. and I was only doing cardio. And so probably my first year of college is probably when I realized that Oh, wow. I can, you know, I did a- Cheer
1: kind of keeps you in shape. I it mean, does. You're, I mean, I remember I had a friend in high school. She was a cheerleader and she went on to actually be a gymnast at Georgia. Oh, wow. And she was so fit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I remember just like cheer does is a workout. So probably when you stopped doing that, yes. your body didn't quite get the same. Right. <laughs> no, what, no. <laughs> what, what did you do when you started working out?
0: So then I would just do main, just cardio, like Mm -hmm. no weight training, and um, I mean it worked because. Where were you?
1: Where'd you go to college?
0: Well, I went to Texas Lutheran in Seguin, Uh and then I transferred to um, UTSA in San Antonio. Okay. So.
1: And then around that, what did you do out of out of
0: college? Did you? So right out of college, I went to work full time for um, that gymnastics gym I worked for growing up, and so I was implementing new programs there and um, coaching full time and doing. Actually, some of their cheer programs. So.
1: How big was the the gym?
0: So they had um, two locations. One's in New Braunfels and then one's in Seguin. And so I kind of worked at both of them. The one in Seguin wasn't as big, but the one in New Braunfels is it's a pretty big gym. So
1: Did they have a lot of competitive uh, like cheer and gymnasts?
0: They did. Well, actually back then, I feel like now when I go to my daughter's meets, I see level 10 all the time from them. But back then, they had – maybe I just didn't pay as much attention, but – they had some team, but it wasn't as big as my daughter's current team, gymnastics. Wow. Yeah, so
1: How did you get into coaching gymnastics?
0: Well, it was kind of funny, I was at TLU and they had like um, like a place where you could put jobs there and they needed a front desk person. It was perfect hours, 4.30 to 8.30 every night. And so I did the front office desk and they just saw how like I was passionate about there. So then they just threw me in classes. So
1: wow. it was fun. How yeah. long were you doing that for?
0: Like six years.
1: Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So during that time is when you started just kind of doing cardio running mm-hmm. a little bit. And did you see any like results from that? Was that something that you, were you trying to lose weight? Were you just trying to maintain Were you just,
0: yeah? I mean, you're
1: in your mid twenties, early mid twenties. So you're probably just thinking about
0: yeah. weight loss,
1: like <laughs> yeah. keeping your weights at a certain number.
0: Right. Yeah. More so just, um, appearance person, you know, yeah. reason, you know, cause I was young and
1: Yeah, and then at what point did that shift into more than just running, or was it just Mm. kind of cardio for?
0: It was probably cardio from like my freshman year, probably till after my till I started CrossFit. I mean, really, I just did cardio, you know, step aerobics and and was
1: it in that season that you met Brady?
0: It was, yes,
1: yes. And then you had your first child, or somewhere around there.
0: Uh huh. We at twenty six, and then. And Then I got all cardio, and yeah. then I had my next daughter really soon, and then was all that cardio.
1: was that something that for you was like being healthy super important? Was it kind of like just yeah yeah?
0: I mean, not like super super important. I just I mean, probably selfishly, I mean more yeah. like personal, like just looking decent. And that's reasons. what most people. Yeah.
1: That's how for most people. What it still is today. It's like they want to feel good or look yeah. good or a little bit of both. So at what mm-hmm. at what point in your life did you start doing CrossFit, and how did that how did that happen?
0: Yeah, so um, Brady, so sometimes he gets on these projects where he has to work out of town. So like whenever, um, he, my daughters were like three and four, and he was in Waco for Monday through Thursday, and he was doing CrossFit there, and so um, I'm like, I'm not doing CrossFit, I'm going to get hurt. I was like so opposed to it.
1: What year was this?
0: I guess probably like 14,
1: 2014, okay. 13 or 14. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And he really liked it. Cause he was up there by himself and I was down here by myself. And so when he came back, he moved back home and, um, a new gym opened right up the street from us. So the very first day the sign went up, he went up there and, um, and it still took me. That was because I remember his first workout there was Murph. He came on. Oh, wow. <laughs> he went on Murph day because he had been doing CrossFit. But anyway, and so then I, I didn't join until August because they didn't have childcare, and so um, yeah. I joined when my daughter started kindergarten, and that's when I started weight training. The first time I've ever touched a barbell or. Why anything. were
1: you kind of against CrossFit or not wanting to do it? I guess
0: just people, you know, everybody would get, be getting hurt, and mm-hmm. that's just had such a negative. Talk around. It. And then I remember watching the CrossFit games um, on TV, and they were like, I don't know. It just didn't appeal to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then when you first walked in and did your first few workouts, what did you think? Oh, yeah. I was hooked because I'm <laughs>
0: so competitive. And I remember literally like my hands cramping because we were doing farmers care. And I was like, I'm not going to let this these people beat me. And I would not put it down. <laughs> and, wow. I, and I was like, oh, wow. And my, my main goal was always to beat Brady. And so that was, like, our family, like, little thing. And so um, I eventually could beat him every time. But. <laughs> uh, let's make that clear. <laughs> yes.
1: No, so what – okay, at what point – what year did you compete at regionals? Um,
0: 2015. 14? 15. Yes.
1: So when you started in basically having just a cardio base, you right. know – what were, was it hard to kind of get some of the skills or were, were some things easier for you, like pull-ups and things mm-hmm. like that, but then like weightlifting, like what was that first six to 12 months like?
0: Yeah, it's still, it's, it, ironically, it's still the same. Like I'm very good at gymnastics, but weights are still really hard for me. Um, but like keeping pull-ups I got within like two weeks. Um, my muscle-up I got within a year. My ring muscle-up I got within a year. Hmm. Weight training, I mean, like, I honestly can probably snatch much <laughs> as much in that first 12 months as I can't, like, now. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, weight training is very difficult for me, but and like I said, I, I didn't touch a barbell until I was, like, 34, so.
1: Yeah, so you were 34 when you started?
0: No, maybe 33. Uh, 33. 33, yes.
1: And yeah. so, and I think that, like, w- one little thing I want you to talk on is, you pretty much for 33, well, I'll say for 15 years, you know, you graduate high school, and a lot of women kind of maybe if they keep working out they do exactly what you do they just Mm -hmm. do cardio and that is going to yield you a certain result right aesthetically Mm -hmm. and in the way you look and then you start actually doing crossfit and how did that change the the way you felt and the way your body looked comparatively to just doing cardio
0: right so i remember doing cardio just back then and i still like and I was the leanest I'd ever been. I still wasn't happy like with my body. Like I still, cause you can, there was no definition. And, um, so then when I started lifting weights, I was very cautious cause I didn't want to get injured, which, um, I still have never gotten injured during CrossFit to this day. That's great. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Um, but when I started weight training, like my abs started coming out and my arms and it wasn't, I was worried about getting bulky And I remember I did a DEXA scan when I first started, and then I did it like two years later, and I only gained six pounds of muscle in that entire um, two years. Only six pounds of muscle, but I lost like 20, no, maybe like 10 10 pounds of fat or 12 pounds or something of fat. So it really did not, well, what I thought was going to happen, I was going to like bulk up, not gain way more than six pounds of muscle. But, I mean, I just lost a lot of Yeah,
1: fat. so let's unpack that a little bit. You, what what weight, if you don't mind sharing, what weight were you when you started doing CrossFit?
0: Like 129.
1: And what body fat percentage?
0: I was 19.
1: And then two years later, what, is that, how, what did that turn into?
0: It was like 127, and then I was 12%. And granted, this was when I was competing at regionals, so wow. I was working out and eating really well all the time
1: yeah so you were you dropped seven percent body fat you were 12 percent yeah fat. Oh, <laughs> it, wow. was, it was amazing but that is amazing so what give me a little bit of that first workout now you said regionals was about a year and a half to two years later mm-hmm. you were eating healthy you were like you went all in I was and and yes. I think to some extent was was there a coach that was helping you with your diet like did, did you have like a certain class time that you went to and worked out, you know in a, in a certain group? Because I think sometimes I've seen it here at the gym. Yeah. It's like when those people kind of go all in. Mm-hmm. And so what was that? How did you go so all in?
0: So my all in, uh, mine was a little different because the other people on the team were in college and then a couple of them worked. So they could only work out early morning, late night. And so for what worked best for me was I could do it during the day. So I typically did it during the day um, with this other mom. And we worked out, we had a programming um, that was for us from Misfit Training. And so we did our training through that. And it was typically like three different segments that we had to finish each day
1: and you're like a mom of three yeah. at this time so you're you know you're taking care of your kids they're at school maybe a little bit but you're yeah. doing all this training how many hours a day were you working out
0: it was probably well if i worked out with the team i mean we were there for four hours because you would have to work out and then you know recover and then do the next segment and then recover i remember mother's Day like. We got up at eight o'clock that morning. Went and worked out till noon, and then I got to go home and do Mother's Day. Like, oh my! <laughs> like it was, it was a well, lot.
1: And okay, so a lot of people listening, or even today, don't realize how big of a deal competing <laughs> in CrossFit used to be. When yeah. I, I don't want to necessarily say that that you didn't have to be really good back then to make it to regionals, but I feel like back in that era, like normal people could actually compete yeah right and as opposed to today it is so rare yeah to have the opportunity to compete at what we would call like a regional or games level right and so I think that it was easier back then to get that that kind of feeling about like man i gotta do all this i gotta train like this i gotta you know we're getting ready for the next competition you know what yeah, i mean it was right. it was more common in your everyday gym to have right. going on what you were doing right as opposed to today like you know chris Rhea and josh are probably the two only people who take their training that serious right. travis probably james mm-hmm. does as well yeah he does um and I think that it was more common to see everyday people doing what you're describing back in 2013, 14, right.
0: 15. And I think it's also because now, like, people make it their career. Like, yeah. back then it was just kind of recreational. But, like, now people, like, if you really want to be that good, like, you have to have started that back then and maybe you're going to be that yeah. good now. So
1: Now, okay, so you, you guys qualified for regionals. Yes. And then that was in San Antonio?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, it was in Dallas.
1: Oh, that was in mm-hmm. Dallas. the year it was in Dallas, okay. Yes. And then, how was that competition?
0: Oh gosh, <laughs> it was a good experiment. It was a good, it was a good one-time thing.
1: That was your first time ever, right? Yes,
0: and then my last. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the truth of the matter is, I was the worst one on the team, and so there's like a lot of pressure. I mean, I was had an engine, and I could handstand walk, and I could do muscle ups, and do all the basic requirements, but. Um, being the worst one isn't always the best, mm. you know?
1: When you say that, and just obviously, you know, now we realize that was a long time ago and it doesn't really <laughs> matter in the big scheme of things, but yes. give me a little bit more. I mean, when you say I was the worst one, was that something that you felt? Was that something that the team made you feel? Like, why do you say that?
0: Well, I mean, just looking at the Open, my score mm-hmm. versus theirs, um, I mean, I wasn't the strongest and I knew... I knew it. And that was completely, f- I mean, there's nothing I could do at that point. Mm. You know, they needed the third girl was the next best option. And so, well,
1: and again, going back to that era, I remember that, you know, that was six person teams, yes. which kind of changed, mm-hmm. but it was always hard to find really good girls. It
0: was. yeah.
1: So, you know, you'd have probably like, you know, again, like a Beth who was a decent athlete, who was very committed to the gym and who was willing, you know, yeah. and it was like almost like probably a lot of times those teams had females on them that would feel like you felt simply because there was less of you Mm -hmm. you know there was more guys who were willing to compete and wanted to compete and felt like they were good and and the girl population was it still is i mean even to this day like in the rx division for like a bcs classic you're not going to get as many female female Mm -hmm. teams as you are going to get male female or male male Mm-hmm. So um, when you say it was the last time you competed, you haven't competed since.
0: I did one time. CJ oh. had me doing that. was the last. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Then I did this one with Jesse and Lori, and then that was fine. So little ones. Like nothing were...
1: Was it that that first regionals kind of scarred you a little it bit? It did.
0: And how so? <laughs> well, there are just... Um, well, I know for sure there's this one event where you had to run on this, the air air dime. And then you had to do twenty pound the wall balls. Yes, the yeah. treadmill. Mm-hmm. And then you had to do twenty pound wall balls to a the target mall, to the male's target. Ten foot. Yes, and I could not hit the target. And like still to this day, I hate running. I hate wall balls. And it just literally like, and there was nothing I could do. Nobody could go because I was in the middle. And, and so like it just was. I mean, just felt helpless and uh, I don't like that feeling. I'm <laughs> sorry.
1: I feel like I'm watching you right now in the <laughs> oh event God. and I'm like, "I'm sorry,
0: babe." <laughs> <I know. laughs> and no. Brady Brady's like, "Step back. I was too close underneath the target." Yeah. And um I didn't hear him, of course, but anyways, it was just like the most helpless feeling and like when you cannot. Yeah. And so I just didn't like that feeling and letting people down, so So
1: what are some Positive takeaways from that experience in your life, which is kind of we'll call it that first regionals, but just in the mm-hmm.
0: training
1: and the open and kind of that first exposure to the sport.
0: Yeah, it was really neat because I pushed my body farther than I could do. Um, so I set up different goals throughout that time frame, like handstand walk for a certain distance, unbroken um, every time, and then you know snatch was we had a max snatch and. I had a goal, and I, you know, wanted to hit that goal. And so, it was, like, really, it was neat seeing what I could do when I really was fully committed, 100%, like, eating, training, everything, sleeping, everything was done by the book. And it was really neat to see how far I could go. Um, but in the experience, I mean, going to regionals was so neat. Like, when I went into the athlete village, athlete village, I'm like, why am I in here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, next to Alexis Johnson, and it was just really neat. And so, and... Um, it was just really, it was a really cool experience. I mean, I wouldn't trade it because I learned a lot. Um learned about, a lot about positive and negatively. So.
1: Yeah, and, and so that was the 15 season. You, you've you seen a lot, right? I think you know anybody who's, who was around uh, in that era, because mm-hmm. you joined a CrossFit gym, the gym was obviously into competing or else y'all wouldn't have been at regionals. How has the sport changed in your eyes? comparatively now from then
0: yeah it's really different um i'm still like confused on the whole why we're having an open in october i'm still really kind of confused about that yeah um i guess because i don't like change you know so i thought it was neat um you know i thought regionals was really fun to go to and watch and i tried to watch it like you know some of the competitions online and it just wasn't as exciting i mean i'll probably still watch the games but it's just it's just different whenever you would like go and you'd be cheering on a team. Like, you knew the people there, like, you're kind of invested in them. It was like, it was like your
1: life. local games, yeah, yeah, you know, having mm-hmm. the regionals in San Antonio or that you're in Dallas, yeah, for Texas at least. Uh, for us, it was the yeah. opportunity to go see Nate. the, yeah, it was mm-hmm. like a local, like a local CrossFit game. It what, really
0: was, yeah.
1: It so after that, uh, regionals, mm-hmm. you go back to the gym, yes. What was the kind of, I think. Anytime you perform at such a high level and you train for so much, right, and you're at 110% all in. Yeah. Like, w- What was the aftermath of that for you? <laughs> like, Was it no training? Was it diet was bad? Or how did that look for you?
0: Yeah, probably diet got worse. Um, I still, then I started doing classes because I had missed that. Because I had to do the programming for probably six months that we had to do. And I couldn't do classes with everybody. And so when I got to go back and do the classes, it was amazing because I just liked that unity of, you know, my friends during the classes. So it was amazing. And then they're like, oh, and then it got kind of be like, oh, we got to beat Beth, you know, and then, then I was like, oh my gosh, I always had to try, like, you know, I felt like I could not let them beat me because I had this like, I don't know, it was like a higher standard. I felt like they were held mm-hmm. me to. And then eventually I got over that. It took me a while, but yeah. um it was yeah. So I just continued doing CrossFit once a week and just kind of just do what I do now.
1: One? What do you mean once a week? I'm sorry.
0: What? One once a day.
1: Once a day. Yes. Not four hours <laughs> yeah. a day.
0: Yes.
1: And that lasted for how long until you moved?
0: I mean, it's pretty. That's pretty much. Or, how it's or been. I guess,
1: or at that gym. So you were there for until what? When did y'all move after regionals? How much longer? A
0: year. A year later. Almost So the year. next
1: year y'all didn't make it back to regionals?
0: They did, but I had already said I wasn't going to be in it.
1: You were done. Yeah. You were scarred. Like <laughs> It was like, I don't want a wall ball target or a treadmill yeah. or any I was pressure.
0: Done. They kept me as an alternate just in case. Because um, I think we moved in March, so I had trained there most of the year. So they, I was the alternate. And they actually made it to the games that year.
1: I remember uh, that. So I
0: was technically at the games.
1: <laughs> and for you, kind of like... Watching them, or, or or I guess you being an alternate, like you say that lightly. I remember, for me, for our affiliate, when we were at regionals, making that decision for the alternate was a big deal. Yeah. You know, because it's not just anybody; like it has to be a legitimate person who, if this person gets hurt, you know, mm-hmm. you're in. Yeah. So for you being the alternate, was there a feeling of like I wish I would have been on the team a little?
0: See, and this is how I know I made the right choice because there wasn't that feeling. No. <laughs> because <laughs> um, I know all the work that goes into it I mean, yeah it's so much I mean you give up so much of your family time and yeah
1: Mother's Day you're up there for four yeah, hours I yeah
0: yep yeah. So.
1: and okay so th- you got in really fast like you got kind of like plugged in yeah all in mm-hmm. scarred yeah. <laughs> and and out in in a two-year period maybe mm-hmm. and since then you say like I work out once a day. It's like when you moved to college station, was it kind of like this feeling of like, all right, I'm just going to make working out like this thing that I do. It's not Mm going to consume me. Was there like that kind of personal commitment, I guess?
0: Definitely. And like for me, um, like when we had Wattify, like sometimes I don't enter my scores because literally if I did, it would fester at me all day. Like, where was I? Where was I? And so that's why I don't, because I know how competitive I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, well, I can't do that anymore. I'm just not at that level of what I used to be, like, when I could do Fran super fast. Like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. You know,
1: and I think a lot of that, and I'm glad you brought that up, is kind of like the social media um, likes.
0: Right. You know, and comments, right. or not
1: comments more than likes, right? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when people are, it's it's almost like you're you I I feel like you're almost obsessive over something, right? You know, and I feel like in CrossFit, you know, I'm like the generation before you. You know, <laughs> I I was I was a regionals athlete in 2010, back yeah. when it was like really like if <laughs> if normal people could make it in fourteen fifteen, this was like <laughs> your really scrub <laughs> athletes could make it, and so in 2010. But man, I mean, I remember. I was obsessed with it. Like right, it yeah. was it was like everything, you know. And and for me, I, the way I felt, like I remember realizing it was unhealthy. Yeah. Like it was almost at this place where I was like, you know, it's you you either want to make it to the game so bad or you just want to have this, I don't know what it was, but just like um uh, you want to get all the information they're giving out because mm-hmm. it's so so you know, it's almost like idolatry, like yeah. if I'm honest, you know, just and, uh, and realizing, I, I don't, you know, I think it was a, a healing, right? Like kind of a time needed to heal and get me removed from that feeling. Not mm-hmm. to say that in a sense of like, obviously I still worked out and right. I still watch yeah. the games and, but there was a period of time that I really just feel like it took just to not have that obsession over it, mm-hmm. you know? I and, agree. Yeah. and, and I think, you know, like you said, like not doing Wattify is just kind of a, a way that you know it's a healthy thing for you because mm-hmm. you don't want to get caught up in that again. Yeah, Like, you know, the same way an alcoholic would not, like, put themselves in an environment that would tempt them to have alcohol.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, right. And so would you say that now it's better?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I feel like now it's just I'm here to work out. I'm here to stay healthy. I'm here to have a little social time. And I'm here just to move and feel accomplished at the end of the workout. And that's it. Like I don't really have as many expectations and goals and trying to be everybody or do every single work on our Rx. And so now I'm just trying to make this just consistent part of my life like it's been. So,
1: Do you see that being a more common thing today for people to feel like you feel now? Or like do you think there's still people that get caught up in like the leaderboard and, you know, kind of like that. You know, again, I think. yeah. Back then, it could be like like the Open, for example. Like I remember several years watching yes. like a hawk
0: <laughs> yes.
1: the Open leaderboard, and when scores were submitted yes. and verified, oh and, and then you would watch your number go up. Yes, and you know it's like now nah, I don't think I care. You
0: know, <laughs> yeah, like no, it doesn't. Yes. But
1: but I but now take that to like a f- affiliate or just mm-hmm. to like a gym. Do you feel like that's still a thing in gyms or?
0: I do because I feel like you can't take that competitiveness out of people and I think that's why people enjoy it is they like the competition and some people that can keep it maybe in a healthier range than I was able to. And so I do. I, cause I think if you take that aspect out of it, I think it makes it more of a workout, but I don't know. But I feel like, I feel like it's people like competition. That's yeah. why a lot of people are here.
1: Yeah. No, and I think CrossFit, you know, I think it shows people who didn't realize they were competitive how competitive yes. they actually <laughs> are. Know. You know, it was like I remember I think Alicia, we she, the first time, I don't know, she did a competition or this or that, and, and I would never have said like she's super competitive until I saw her. I'm <laughs> like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> yes. you know. And yes. I think for her now it's different, but I remember in that first yes. few years oh. how, and I think that's a little bit of everybody. It's right. like, man, I didn't realize I was so competitive, you know.
0: Right. I agree. And yeah. so
1: um, – for the last, I guess, few years, you w- would you say that you have made progress? Have you kind of just like continued to ride and glide and kind of like
0: just st- ride and glide? Just
1: stay where you are. Yes. Where you are.
0: Yes. And so I'm okay with like I have certain numbers on lifts that I like to stay around the ballpark in, and if I can, then I'm content. Like you know, I can always snatch 105. Like that's. If I can still do that, I'm okay. If I can still back squat 200, I'm okay. Like I have the little staples as long as I stay within that range, then I feel like I'm content. And I have been able to, so it's just a little bit less than my... Yeah.
1: yeah. And you've had to almost, like what what it sounds like is kind of just accept that you're not training like you used to train. And you're not putting that much time and Mm -hmm. commitment into your training and therefore... Whatever that, whatever you're willing to give, whatever that gives you in terms of results, you're okay with.
0: I am, and it took a long time to realize that. But now, like I said, I'm just here to move and be healthy. So
1: that's awesome. What about your nutrition? Because it sounded like you were so strict.
0: I wasn't like crazy strict. I just cut out stuff. I could always do better my nutrition, Um, but I just cut out certain stuff and added a lot more protein. Um, But really. I wasn't like crazy, crazy strict, so yeah. But I can always do better. It,
1: would it? Would you say that you know you're? It, it kind of from me, from like knowing what you described where you were, mm-hmm. and also kind of my experience in just personal training and and even coaching CrossFit. It sounds like you're honestly more healthy now because it sounds like your perspective is healthy. Oh yeah. You Definitely. know what I mean. Because even yes. when people are at this place where they're so healthy appearance-wise, like they're mm-hmm. so lean and they're working out so much, and I've been there before, you're actually probably not super healthy because what you're doing, you're not going to keep doing forever. Right. And it's probably wearing you out.
0: Yep, definitely. Because it's not
1: sustainable and therefore it's short-term, you know. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like now you've, you've and I explain this in, in different times that I've spoken either on the podcast or seminars, is I think a big part of being healthy is are you healthy kind of in your mind Yes. with the reality of perspective on results. Mm -hmm. So like you can be, you're you're at 12% body fat, which some would say are like, that's crazy. Like even at 19, you were already very healthy. Well, I think you can be 26% and be healthy because you know what? Uh, You have a healthy outlook on the fact that maybe I want to eat to be 26 as opposed to being 26 and wanting to be 15. Mm -hmm. And then now you're mad every day or you're 12 and you're mad every day because, you know, it's like
0: I was never happy. And that's how it was when I was strictly cardio too. Like I could never be content. And mm -hmm. so definitely now I'm just more content all around. Yeah. It took a long time to realize.
1: Yes. And there was a podcast that I interviewed Brian Fisher and Mm -hmm. he said something I think very stood, stood out a lot to me was, I want to be content, but not complacent. Yes, I do remember that. And I thought, man, that's brilliant because there is, you know, there is also in being content a lot of benefit, you know, just to mm-hmm. not feel like, uh, you know. But at the same time, you get too content, then you're like, oh, you yes, and yeah. it's and I think that's kind of where with the tug of war, right, right that we experience right. in the gym. Mm-hmm. So. You know, right now it's kind of an exciting time. You're transitioning into being a personal trainer yes. and uh, you're currently working the front desk. And so what is something that has kind of led you to want to actually now help other people in their fitness?
0: Well, honestly, since I have, you know, I mean, I've been relatively healthy my whole life and um, and I just remember doing some of the silliest things in where it is now, like now I'm just so content like we talked about, and I feel like I'm at a better place where I could, like, teach people what I have learned from those, I guess it was, whatever, it was like 18 to 30, yeah. you know. I did all the fad diets. I did all the diet pills. Um, you know, I did all that stuff. And finally, like Gus always says, there's no magic pill, you yeah. know, and you can't out-eat. Can't Outwork out a bad get, diet. Yes, yeah. yes, learn that one. And so <laughs> and so now I definitely um you know I'm excited is I'm starting my new chapter in my life because I have never really worked full time before and so I mean I would just get so much joy out of helping others and being there for them and just teaching them some of the stuff that I learned um in this process so Yeah
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Um and I am really excited to see you kind of start working with people and doing that and I think that what you just shared is very similar to my story. The yeah. only reason I feel like I have the ability and passion to help other people is because I've had to kind of self self experiment and learn myself right you know knowing what it's like for me to be overweight and have to lose weight and also through trial and error of a lot of different things mm-hmm. you know and then even to this day like things that I'm doing still are helping me learn how yeah. to help people yeah um, okay so your daughter's really competitive
0: yes and cheer right (laughs) um gymnastics gymnastics. okay
1: so I'm curious because we're talking about you and how competitive you were and how that kind of like do you see any like similarities in her and Mm -hmm. you and that what we just talked about definitely And, and now you're a mom obviously you love your daughter so like speak to that a little bit like what you know are you doing anything different to kind of help with that like
0: right so basically like for her so she's um been doing competitive gymnastics she goes 15 hours a week and so she's there a lot and so when she comes home like i don't let her do anything like she cannot keep doing gymnastics or stretching because she does enough there i don't want her to get burnt out like you know what i mean because i feel like that's what's happening like people start such a young age any sport And they, by the time they're in high school, they're over it. And so that's my fear is I don't want her to burn out. And then also her diet, you know, she's really tiny. She's like in the one percentile for height and weight. And so we just keep um, an eye on her diet really closely, her protein intake. Um, But definitely I just, I'm just hopeful that, I mean, like she loves gymnastics and, and you know, when she says she doesn't like it anymore, and she's very competitive, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have to just, like, I just have to keep her in, in you know, just make sure that she's understanding everything. Like, in that it's okay not to be the best every time, you know? And so, because she's a little competitive. Well, and
1: that's got to be, you know, I think just seeing Kate at six mm-hmm. and how they always want to win, you yes. know? Like, they, there's this, they are competitive, you know? And, and I guess not all of them are like that. Maybe, right. you know... But, um, knowing what you know, and kind of, I think it's just interesting how you, how that would kind of influence your parenting, you know, like I think all of us probably are going to mess up a lot parenting, but at the same time, like you also know that that can become that obsession and that like defining yourself by how you do and all that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: Very cautious with her hmm especially just she's so competitive yeah oh um,
1: okay so last question is kind of something I ask every person on the podcast and you've been here now three years a mm-hmm. little more brady too um you kind of understand the values of the gym and kind of what we stand for and one of the things that we have written on our shirts and the walls and is building better people mm-hmm. and so Building better people basically is saying that we believe that we're doing more than just helping you with your fitness. Like we believe that by coming into the gym, working out, you're becoming a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I want your kind of I guess testimony in that. Like, how is that true for you? And I think what I'd like for you to expand upon is like how maybe you lost sight of that during that time that you were really obsessive over crossfit or whatever it was and how you've kind of regained that so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: answer however you want to answer but yeah
0: (laughs) so i mean i feel like this gym really does a great because you're getting fed in so many different ways you're getting fed socially you're getting fed physically you're getting fed mentally and spiritually by different people that you talk to and so when i took those components away when i was at when i was competing at the other gym i was working out by myself um I wasn't talking to anybody, so no social. I wasn't doing any of the nutrition challenges or any other challenge they offered at the gym because I was doing my own thing. And so basically I feel like those components make you a better person because when you take all of those away, you're just working out. You're getting physically strong, but that's it. And for me, it wasn't, that's not what I was looking for. And so it took me a while to realize that, but now when I'm here and I'm being fed socially, emotionally, physically, mentally, that's what's making me a better person
1: thank you for tuning in today don't forget to subscribe to the building better people podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively
0: impacted by living a healthy lifestyle